Hi, on this episode of Real Time Truth, we're going to dive in and ask and answer the question, is it okay for a Christian to be involved in anything to do with Halloween? We're going to talk about Halloween. Can a Christian be involved in it? Should a church be involved in it? And what does the Bible say on this episode? Join us. Welcome to another episode of Real Time Truth, where in 19 minutes, you're going to hear a biblical perspective on things that you deal with every day in your home, church, community, and culture. I'm Matthew McNeil. I'm Pastor Kevin Brown. And today, it seems like we always bring up some sort of what we call a controversial topic, Mm -hmm. but today is one. Uh, We're approaching Halloween, and so you know exactly where this podcast is going. Um, Sometimes this can be a contention. I know whenever in my own household, my wife, for instance, she grew up... They did not do Halloween in her house. They were the family that turned all the lights out and turned the TV off and pretended like they weren't home. <laughs> sure. That was them. And uh, I, on the other hand, I was the one that was dressing up with my brother and sister, and we were going around to aunt and uncle's houses and places and getting candy and then trading candy at the end of the night because that's just how it works. You know, there's this barter system there that you have to take advantage of if you're a peanut butter guy or yes, not. Yes, yes, So, but the question tonight is, should I, as a Christian, participate in Halloween? And so, Kevin, we're going to dive into that today. Yeah. Halloween is um, is certainly a holiday that anyone could look at and go, okay, this is not a Christian holiday. Granted, there's no question about that. I, th- I think in, in trying to set up and understand um, at least our approach, um, the way that, that our church has chosen to approach Halloween, uh, we are having a, a trunk or treat, a fall festival on Halloween night. We are inviting the community to come. So, so why would we do that with a holiday that is certainly considered pagan by most? Now, I would, I would throw this in that Christmas as we know it and Christmas trees, some would argue, as pagan, mm-hmm. not the celebration of Christ's birth, no. but the Christmas tree, Easter, and the Easter, uh, the motif around Easter, not the resurrection, but around the eggs and bunnies and all that. Any holiday you can almost think of, you can go down this track, and we're going to talk about um, this type of rub. As it relates to Halloween, Matthew, I thought it would be a good idea if we just kind of went back and for those that don't know or haven't heard about the origins of Halloween is just to try to understand it. Sure. So if you go back to ancient times, there was a group called the Celts. And these folks, they would bring together their fruits and vegetables at harvest time and they would celebrate together. Unfortunately, this turned into a lot of pagan activities that, that went along with that. And this, this festival that they ended up creating ended up, well, think about um, Mount Sinai. Moses comes down off of the mountain and he sees what the children of Israel are doing around a golden calf, similar stuff. Time goes along, you get to about the 800s AD, and all of a sudden the Celts, they become Christianized. Wonderful. And what ends up happening is people begin to celebrate and remember their loved ones that have gone to heaven. On what day? On November 1st, All Saints Day. All Saints Day. Saint in Scripture is another word for a Christian. Mm-hmm. So if you're a Christian, you're a saint. Okay, it doesn't mean you're perfect, but, but you get it. 
Well, the, the issue was is some of the paganism of the past crept back in. And so folks started deciding to, okay, the eve before this day that we're hallowing or honoring our saints, we're going to, well, we're going to remember them by coming together and celebrating and hopefully being able to maybe even visit with them by way of their spirit or by way of their ghost, if you will. And so all of a sudden, All Saints Day turned into this pagan holiday that came before the night before, October 31st, which is All Hallows' Eve, Halloween, ultimately. And so that practice turned into a deal where people almost felt a license to dive into the occult, to dive into all of the, the, the pagan witchcraft and all the stuff that, that Halloween for some has turned into. The scary stuff, the blood, the guts, the gore, the Freddy Krueger, that kind of stuff. And so, unfortunately, Halloween turned into something that was ultimately reverted from a day to celebrate our loved ones to November 1st, which is All Saints Day, to remember in a godly way the memory of a godly grandmother or grandfather turned into something evil. Unfortunately, in our culture today, the question is, okay, we know what Halloween is today in that, by and large, it's kids going door to door getting candy. They dress up in costumes um, say trick or treat. A lot of times people don't even understand the whole, and I'm not going to get into all that, the background. But ultimately, what we want to try to dive into is scripturally, from the perspective of the Bible, using real-time truth, what does the Bible say about these type of things? Is it wrong to celebrate Halloween? Is it is it wrong for someone to celebrate it? And, and we're not talking about celebrate as in the guts and the gore, but is it okay for a five-year-old little boy to put on a Spider-Man costume and go to his neighbor's house and get some Reese's and Kit Kats? I don't think that's a problem. I really don't. But there are others who are good folks who would vehemently disagree that participating in that is condoning that which is wrong or evil. And so in their mind, they feel, I shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. And so these are the things that, that we feel, we felt would be good to talk about for a few minutes today. The scripture that we want to use is Romans chapter 14. I have my Bible here, and I want to read just uh, three verses, actually two verses, Romans 14, verse 5 and 6. The Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Rome, and they're having some disagreements about whether or not food that's been offered to idols should be able to be eaten or not. And Paul, in essence, says, look, the food is inanimate, okay? And so whether you eat it or don't eat it, that's up to you. But the one that eats it, be convinced in your mind it's okay. The one that doesn't eat it, then... Be convinced in your mind that you shouldn't do it. And here's the scripture. One person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one, here's the the key part, should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord, 
the one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord. Again, this is speaking of whether or not they should eat uh, food that's been offered up to an idol that was sold at the market, didn't get sold. It's left over at the end of the day. It's sold at a discount price. Can I eat of it? The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord since he gives thanks to God, while the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and give thanks to God. Now, there's more that we could read, but that's the, the essence of the passage. Be convinced in your own mind. Okay, should I or should not, should I not, as Paul was saying to the to the folks at Rome, if if you don't feel comfortable eating food that was going to be bought by somebody that was then sacrificed to a pagan god, then don't buy it at the market. Just leave it lying on the table. Go down and buy a more expensive piece of meat. But many of the poor Christians often bought the meat that had been sacrificed or was going to be bought and it maybe didn't get bought, didn't get used, that was going to be sacrificed to idols. And so there were some Christians who were kind of looking down their noses at these other Christians who bought this meat at a discount and said, you shouldn't be doing that. Hence Halloween. Let's, let's use Halloween now and not meat, meat offered to idols. Is it okay for a church, let's say, to have a trunk or treat where the community comes and candy is given out, people can be in a safe place, kids get their candy, be able to enjoy the evening uh, fellowshipping with their community? We feel yes. Mm-hmm. We feel as a church, Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, we're okay with that. Again, not celebrating guts and gore. We encourage people that come to our trunk or treat, don't dress up in this ghoulish stuff and have fake blood dripping all off of you. Uh, it would be, you know, dress up as Cinderella or Batman or whatever. But be that as it may, if some kid shows up at our church and they're dressed in some ghost costume, we're not going to turn them away. Exactly. We're still going to receive them. We're going to give a piece of candy in one hand and we're going to give the, 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 the Lord Jesus in the other hand by our way of hospitality and even the, the little things that we, we give the families as they leave, a little uh, packet of information about the church and most importantly, the Lord Jesus. So we believe when Jesus says, go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in, my goodness, we're not even having to go out and compel. They're coming to us. Mm-hmm. And so we've got here at Mount Pleasant uh, Thursday evening, we'll have over a thousand people come through our church facility and be able to show them this is us and we care about you and we offer you candy and the Lord Jesus. What I And honestly, what I love about what we do here in this is, think about this for a second. What holiday, and again, this may come across as I'm saying you should enjoy Halloween and trick-or-treating. I'm just kind of just sharing with you just how much I enjoy what we do here. Yeah. What other holiday emphasizes community more than Halloween? Right. I mean, you think about if you live in a neighborhood, and I've never had this opportunity. I grew up way back in Ferguson, you know, lots of land because you had to have it for cattle. And so you couldn't walk to the next door neighbor. You had to get in the car and drive, and that was just a hassle. So to have a place like this where you could just come and you could do it all in one place was wonderful. But if you were in a neighborhood, you got to enjoy seeing people sitting out on their front porches with a big mixing bowl of candy or at the end of their driveways, and people are talking across the road to each other. They're enjoying one another. And you think about, yes, did this holiday start off with negative roots? Absolutely. Absolutely. But one thing I love about how this has kind of 
become a normative thing, not just at our church, but lots of churches, mm-hmm. is in a way, it's redeeming that holiday. It is. I mean, really, we're reverting back to what happened in the 800s AD when the holiday was redeemed uh, by the Celtics. And um, unfortunately, it seems like it's a pendulum. It swings back and forth. But but um, the, the many, many churches are choosing now to do these fall festivals mm-hmm. or trunk or treats or whatever that you want to call it and trying to capitalize on the holiday. It's similar to what we do with the Easter egg hunt. We hide 20,000 Easter eggs. And I get the whole idea about Easter and the fact that, you know, that can, and you can trace all that back to some sort of pagan thing. I get the idea about the Christmas tree. It's a pagan thing traced back to, you know, the Germanic, you know, tribes of Germany that were, you know, killing people. And so I get all that. But at the end of the day, for a kid, let's say at Christmas, they're not thinking about a Christmas tree that's got some little ornament that they've made their mom or dad in kindergarten that they get to hang on the tree as being something pagan, or a child that's going and opening up an Easter egg and gets a piece of candy out of it and then sits and hears a pastor talk about how the tomb is empty and the resurrection of Christ is like an empty Easter egg, you know, that, that it's in this case, Christ, the tomb is empty. You can redeem these sorts of things, and use it for the kingdom of God. Use our minds, be creative. God is the creator. We're little creators. Mm-hmm. And, and try to, to capitalize on these prime opportunities to reach out into the community. I'll say this until I'm dead. I heard it. I don't know who said it. It's, it's not original with me by any means. But I'll say it. If your church, if our church, ceased to exist, would the community miss that church? Mm. That is a critical question. Now, the members would miss the church, hopefully, but if the church just somehow was destroyed by a meteorite and went away, would the community go, oh, what are we going to do for Halloween? Because we've gone there. It's a safe place. Our kids are, can, 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 can come and feel safe and get tons of candy. Oh, Easter egg hunt. We did that. Oh, Christmas time. They, they do a thing where they've got snow in the building. And what are we going to do this year for Christmas? And oh, what about? And, and so if, if the community doesn't go, oh, how's my kid going to play um, soccer? Or how is my kid going to do flag football or whatever the case might be? Then are we not missing the boat as a church Mm -hmm. to reach out into the community? Now, for those who are listening or who are watching and you say, but Kevin, I just can't get past what Halloween represents to so many people. And you in your heart and in your mind are convinced that is not something you want your child to experience. Like some parents don't want their kids to experience anything to do with a Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. I get that. The scripture is clear. I'll read it again. Each one should be convinced, fully convinced in his own mind. And the Apostle Paul is clear as he goes through the, the end of that chapter in, in Romans 14. He sa- and, and I'm going to paraphrase if you'll allow me this. Read the scripture for yourself, but I'm going to put it in layman's terms. Paul said, do not look down your nose if you're okay with it. And don't look down your nose if you're not okay with it. Don't look at the other side, if you will, in a condemning way or that you're better than them because you do or don't do something. Because this is 
a disputable matter. This is not doctrine here. We're not talking about the virgin birth. We're not talking about Jesus as being the only way to heaven. We're not talking about the Trinity. We're not talking about doctrine here. We're talking about a disputable matter. And so for the Apostle Paul, he had to address that with the Romans. And so we've chosen to address that today. And so if your church has Halloween some sort of function, whether it's a trunk or treat, or you participate in it, you turn your porch light on, you have your big old mixing bowl, as Matthew said, of, of recent, get good candy, folks, oh, yeah, come please, on. Please, please, not the orange and black wrapper stuff. Oh, that's nasty. That doesn't have any kind of label on it. Absolutely. Skip that. Yeah, get the good stuff. If I mean, do the Reese's, do the Snickers, do the Kit Kat, do the good stuff. Because really, because in that situation, make the kids miss you if you're not there to Absolutely. put out stuff. Absolutely. So we, we encourage people use this as an opportunity to share Jesus listen Jesus said to be in the world but not of the world we're not asking people I'm not asking anybody to be of the world but we've got to be in the world I use the analogy a lot about a lifeguard a lifeguard does not jump in the pool and swim with everyone else the lifeguard stays up on the tower and watches but the lifeguard has to be near the pool you understand to be able to rescue people Mm. we're lifeguards as, as believers. And so we jump in and we get out. We jump in and we get out. Halloween is an opportunity for us, we call it a fall festival, to jump in and, and have an opportunity to say to people, Jesus loves you and here's a Kit Kat. And the kids walk away smiling and happy and they're pleased. They're, they've been, we're going to have a neat thing here at Mount Pleasant. If you don't have a place to go on, on, on the 31st, come to Mount Pleasant. Six o'clock to nine o'clock. We're going to have a maze. We're going to have the, the game of life we'll set up. Free hot dog supper. Free hot dog supper. I mean, and people walk away and go, you know, that was good. I felt loved. I felt I, I was in a place that was safe. And I felt that the, the people there wanted to connect with me on a night that my kids were having fun. So for us, that's how we feel. And so I'm not going to look down my nose at someone who says, but pastor, I just disagree with you. I just cannot participate in that. And you might say, and that's why I don't have a Christmas tree. And you might say, that's why I don't do Easter egg hunts. I get it. That's your choice because you're fully convinced in your own mind. But please extend the grace back to me or to someone else who feels in their heart and am fully convinced as I am that it's okay to give a Kit Kat in one hand and offer Jesus in the other. Let's extend that to one another. In Mm -hmm. this day and age of contention where people want to pit each other against each other, can we just maybe at times agree to disagree and do do it in an agreeable way and keep moving as a culture? That, that's our goal, and that's why we are going to not celebrate Halloween, guts, and gore, but we're going to have a trunk-or-treat fall festival and uh, try to reach our community. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys again for joining us. This has been another episode of Real Time Truth. If uh, and we say this sometimes at the end of the video, but if you have, if you like this video, click subscribe. Make all your notifications on your phone come alive whenever we drop something. But also do this: maybe leave a comment if you're watching the video. Leave a comment of like a of a Halloween tradition that you enjoy. We'd like to hear from you. All right. So again, this has been Real Time Truth. I'm Matthew McNeil. I'm Pastor Kevin Brown. Thanks for joining us. Take care. <laughs>